Hey everyone, Carter Todd here. Here's another installment of Out of the Hourglass presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Enjoy the show! Alright Kevin, so today, Grand Summit Review, Napa Review, uh, we're talking about goal setting. Yeah. So you gave a presentation on goal setting uh, a few months ago. Yeah. And, uh, still talked, fresh in my mind. Still fresh in your mind, probably still fresh in a lot of Summit members' minds, hopefully, but yeah. if not, uh, we're giving a little uh, refresher on the yeah. subject. So uh, we're talking about setting goals, setting SMART goals, um, and, and how to go about setting goals for yourself. Yeah, so, and your company. And your company. Yeah. Um, I think we mostly at the seminar we talked about uh, personal goal setting. There was a, it was a diverse group of people there. There were uh, business owners and there were spouses. So we were talking about individuals. Uh, I think in this conversation we'll touch a little bit on business goals as well because obviously you know, a lot of these things are interconnected and your personal goals, your business goals, your, your physical goals, financial goals, they are all, in, they are all interconnected. Um, and since this probably this uh, podcast is going to probably be listened to mostly by owners, we'll make sure we circle back to that. Uh, but let's start with the person. That was what it was really all about. And that's also really what it's about for the business owner, I think, is what do you want? Like, that's a big question. I, I know that I meet business owners all the time that still struggle with the answer to that question, what do they want? And how to get to that, how to get to that answer is... Um, not as simple as it sounds. And so we talk uh, about uh, writing up something called a primary aim. And a primary aim is a, um, an imaginary time in the future that uh, you can vividly re um, recall as if it is happening, um, and yet it hasn't happened. Um, so um, it involves, uh, like so much of this, uh, putting uh, pen to paper because if you don't put pen to paper, then they're really not finalized. They're just thoughts, right? Like you have lots of thoughts and you don't finalize which thoughts are more important than other thoughts. And I don't even know the brain knows sometimes which thoughts are more important than other thoughts. So if you write it down and then um, decide what to do with that, um, meaning throw it away or edit it or, or decide that, it, that it's important, um, at least it has some permanency. So, um, so I thought that I would share the, a little bit of an exercise for the group. I'm going to edit this down for time. But um, a primary aim that I wrote um, on June 1st, 2009, about the date, June 1st, 2012, in my life. Um, <clears throat> and the thing to to uh, understand here is that the things that I'm saying have not yet happened, and yet I want them to happen. And so since I want them to happen, I'm going to eventually, from them, from this document, pull out some goals. And we can talk about that more in a minute. But okay, so here we are. It's uh, June 1st, 2012. And June is my favorite time of the year. I'm up at 5 a.m. and it's light out, and I head downstairs and the coffee is ready. I'm meeting John and Mike for our weekly 10-mile run. It's a beautiful day in my favorite month of the year. It's also a Friday. When I get back from my run, I will head to the office. I'm finishing up with the week's paperwork. I hope to get out of the office at a reasonable time so I can get up to the cabin. Work has been great. We went over the $8 million mark last year, and profits are at 10% with a generous bonus program that rewards the hard work of our people. 
We have over 110 full-time employees and get as high as 150 during the midsummer. I have as many speaking engagements as I want all over the country, and Mary Fran comes with me when we are speaking at someplace cool. Nolan Consulting is growing with over 100 painting contractors, as well as other business groups that benefit from our patented systems. The recent Wall Street Journal article about me has created quite a stir. I'm 52 years old. I feel fantastic. I've done 22 marathons. I do shorter races and triathlons in the summer. I do sprints and half Ironmans. Someday I hope to do an Ironman. I weigh 175 pounds. Now that the boys are home for the summer, we still worry about what they are up to. They both work at Nolan Painting and do well at school, but we still can't leave them at home and go away to the cabin or they would definitely have a party at our house. There is always an adjustment when they come, when, when they come home from school, but from mid-September to May, we are mostly free. We ski, go to the cabin, visit Florida. All the kids get along and are the best of friends. And they also are generally nice to their parents. I still own the Florida property and I hope to start developing it in the next year or two. The economy is starting to boom again. And now that we're getting global warming, things are working out, it's closer to the shore. <laughs> I love to drive my Ford Falcon hybrid sports convertible whenever I get the chance. My life is great and I'm really happy. Um, so I guess I was being funny there with the Ford Falcon hybrid sports <laughs> convertible because such a vehicle yeah. does not exist. Right. Okay. So, so kind of weird, huh? So how's that? So compared to, so you set that out three yeah. years before. That was, a, that was an anticipation of what your life was going to be like three yep. years from when you wrote it. Yeah. And how close do you think you came to actually uh, I, you know, reaching that? Um, you know, I guess, I guess I would say that maybe I did a little more than half of it. Um, so, by the way, this is not goal setting. Mm-hmm. This is me dreaming and mm-hmm. writing it down. Right. I never shared this with anybody. Uh, I think I shared it with my wife. I, I, I said corrected. I did share it with my wife just to make sure she generally agreed with the plan or what I thought. Um, but I never meant necessarily for it to all happen. I just sort of moved in that direction and had this wonderful exercise that was pretty easy to do where I just wrote up a couple of paragraphs, less than a page, about how my life is great and I'm really happy, which is how I end it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the year 2012, we did not do $8 million. We actually did $5 million. Um, when this was written in early 2009, the depths of the recession hadn't quite really pounded on us yet. It just started to. Okay. Um, and it took us a long time to get out of that. Um, I now have 110 full-time employees, 150 in the summer. I never then did. It's taken me all those years, but I, uh-huh. I'm there now. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking engagements we do. I do weigh lower than 175 pounds. Uh, I did. I have done. I did do over 22 marathons at that time. As you may know, I've done all 50 states now. Um, I had to. That had to first happen in my mind before it happened in reality. Um, so I do still own that Florida property, and I do hope to develop it someday, but haven't yet. Um, and I, I have never did get that fancy sports car. So, well, uh, not yet at least. Not yet at least. <laughs> um, but, you know, really it starts there because it creates kind of like a, a thought process where you can actually write down what is really important in the steps along the way. And, you know, sometimes um, really just the journey is what it's all about. And you have fun if you're moving in a direction and you feel like you're making headway. Um, And uh, you become a goal setter ultimately and then a goal achiever. uh, But it it only happens, I think, with practice. 
And I think the first practice piece is to, is to start with, well, if I had my choice of what I wanted in a little bit of a fantasy world, what would it look like? And, and that's, okay. that's what we did. Okay. So um, moving on to a little bit more uh, advice type stuff. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, you know, setting a goal for you or for your business, what do you, what do you think are like the main ways of, of making sure you set that goal realistically? You talk about SMART goals. So, yeah. so, so what does SMART stand so for? So SMART goals are, are specific, measurable, attainable, uh, results-focused, timely, um, and um, they need to be uh, – you need to be able to get to them. Uh, so they're moving forward. So obviously it's not – the goal shouldn't be to do the exact same thing you did today. It should be to do something different next level as you move ahead. Um, it should be categorized, I think, by the various aspects of your life. I was talking before about – you know, uh, fitness and health and relationships and personal and career and financial and, um, you know, company. Um, these are all different areas where it'd be good to think about where you'd like to go. Um, and um, so I like to do goals that are definitely achievable. Um, I'm not one to put goals that are so far out there that uh, I think I may, I think I might. Mm -hmm. I like to do a goal that I think I could hit because, you know, if you think you can hit it, you probably can. If you think you can't, you definitely can't. Mm -hmm. So I like to do stuff that I think we can hit. Um, I like them to be aggressive enough that they feel like when you hit it, you were successful. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's better to say, specifically that I'm going to lose uh, a specific amount of weight than to say I'm going to pick a huge amount of weight and then never lose it. So mm -hmm. it's better to say I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next year and then you could pull that off than it is to say you're going to lose 30 pounds and have it never happen. Right. Not even the first 10 get lost. Right. So I think you eat an elephant one bite at a time and I <laughs> think it's a good idea to, to bite off exactly what you think you can handle. Some of that's personal. I, I recently saw a speaker who said, if your goals don't scare you, double them. Um, I don't know that I agree with that. Um, I've been a pretty successful goal setter. And, um, and you'd be honest with you, one of my definitions of success is the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. So just achieving goals, even if they are incremental, is really rewarding. Right. And to me, feels like success. Well, I think a lot of uh, business owners probably run into that issue of I want to set goals that can be achieved, but how much, what kind of work, maybe you don't know the exact amount of work that goes in or the kind of effort level that your employees will have to put forth to reach the goals that yeah. you, you, you make. So, you know, there not, are... Not a smart goal. Right, exactly. Yeah. So so I think uh, attainable, I think maybe is one of the most uh, subjective terms in yeah. the smart goal because what one boss thinks is attainable and maybe it is attainable but it might require a complete dedication for an extended period of time to your job without any uh, right reservation for yeah. your personal life so right, which right. you know is one thing you know okay i'm achieving these goals but am i happy in my uh work right. situation even though i'm achieving these goals was it worth all the time uh, yeah and if it turns you into a if you were a boss and you had goals for your folks and you turned you into a tyrant yeah. um it seems to me then that wouldn't be the positive aspect of goal setting that we're talking about today. Right. Yeah, we're talking about getting everybody on board right. in a really positive, upbeat atmosphere 
right. by getting them all to agree that the goals are achievable, uh -huh. um, if it's a company goal, uh -huh. and then um, buying in and then going the extra mile, maybe going the extra mile here and there. Um, I was telling you before about how our goal was to hit 400 leads for the last month, month of May, and how um, the, um, the call center, they, they call themselves the goal getters, so that's a cool name. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the goal getters were upstairs on a Saturday making calls uh, to do follow-ups to try to last, land a couple more leads, and they did it. They hit 401, and uh, yeah, that's great. They did go above board. They did sacrifice some of their personal uh, time for that, but uh, they were paid for it. Also, they did get bonuses for it, mm -hmm. um, and I high-fived them when I got back. So that, to me, is a perfection, is mm -hmm. just to make it just barely. You know, I, I finished a marathon that I, my goal was to do 335 and qualify for Boston. And I finished um, in, uh, by 13 seconds, I made it. I made it by 13 seconds. I ran 26 miles and it came down to 13 seconds. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I crossed the finish line, I, I lost it and fell and, uh, I, you know, I was out of it completely. But right. to make it by that close is, is the ideal goal mm -hmm. setting. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, that means you got to calibrate it. Right. You, you know. fully exerted yourself. You did what you were capable of doing. And yeah. You achieved it. And you achieved it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess, so going back to what you were saying earlier about setting the initial goals, too, is it's probably not the worst thing in the world to set early goals that are very much attainable. Yes. That you know are capable, your your team is capable of taking care of, and that way they get the sense of accomplishment. And wins. Yeah. Yeah. So so instead of instead of setting them too high initially and then saying, right. uh, actually, let's come back on that, get the wins early, yep. and then, and then the see, early. see how fast. See how wins many, build more wins. Yep. You know, I'll tell you, if you get demoralized by this whole process, then you're, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. um, your people aren't winning. They're probably missing out on bonuses. And um, you're just going to stay in the cellar. You're going to be a cellar dweller. But if you get your team winning again, you know that big thing called momentum. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what you just said. It's, yeah. it's start off with achievable goals right. and, and get people getting hitting them. And then they will go that extra mile. And they'll do it cheerfully right. um, as opposed to grudgingly. They'll do it cheerfully to hit to hit the, the company goal. Uh -huh. um, you know, I have a saying that I use in um, personal when I try to – I set goals every year, and I have a saying, Kevin Owen always hits his goals. And um, that is an internal saying. It isn't meant to be – it isn't meant to brag. Uh -huh. It's meant to uh, talk to myself and tell myself that I do what it takes to hit a goal and that that's self-talk. It's mental. It's positive. Um, I wear it on a um, ID tag. I wear it on my watch in case I – were to die trying to hit those goals, I could be I could be tracked down, um, but um, that provides a lot of confidence to me, um, and my team has gotten very confident in me in my goal setting. Like they know that um, I'll pull out the stops um, to hit a goal, um, and that, um, that that if I if I if I could get them to buy the goal, that there's a good chance we're going to hit the goal. Uh -huh. um, but I'll tell you that it doesn't always work, as you know. Uh, right. You don't always hit goals, and I think that's part of that's part of the uh, interplay that makes it so interesting. Is, yeah. You know, last year we missed some financial goals, uh, first time in many years. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you every year we've hit it, but we had a run there where six, seven years in a row, goal set, goal hit, goal set, goal hit. It kind of gets like maybe it isn't so hard. 
Um, and then one year, all of a sudden, things don't work out so well, uh -huh. whether it's internal mistakes or whether it was external things like the weather or an economy, stuff can affect you. And um, so we didn't hit our goal. And sometimes I say, or at least I say to myself, that it is uh, better once in a while to miss a goal uh, because it really teaches you um, that you shouldn't take it for granted, that everything takes work. Uh, take this process seriously. Yeah. Pick goals that you could hit. Make sure you could support the goals that you're trying to hit with um, with effort and with resources. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, if you say you're going to do a crazy number next year and then you don't have enough trucks or manpower, I mean, that's ridiculous. You just, right. You weren't a good goal setter. I mean, that. That I think that's also if you hit, if you hit your goals for. You know, 15 straight years, you're just not setting difficult enough goals for Maybe your team. Maybe that too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you go up a level. It's I, I think of a sports team. If, uh, you know, if they don't lose a game for, for 10 years, they should probably start playing some tougher competition. Yeah, maybe. So, you know. Well, here's what happened. I didn't hit our goal last year, and that has haunted me. Mm. And this year I've been saying we have to get enough feet on the street, regardless of what happens. We've got to get enough feet on the street. I ha I can't, I, that's my responsibility. If we don't hit it, what's it going to take? I want to pull the stops out. Every minute I'm thinking, what's it going to take? I'm here to tell you that we hit our feet on the street goals last month. Um, we're going to hit them this month. Uh, we're going to hit them every month because I refuse to come up weak on that. I'm going to basically put my full effort into it. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the chips land where they land everywhere else. But I know that in the things that I can control... I have stepped up my game, right? And that's what it's also supposed to do, yeah, right? Totally. So, yeah. having missed the goal, you know what that feels like. Yeah, and not it, good. And yeah. you don't want to feel that ever. You don't want to feel that again. Right. So you're just going to do everything in your power and try to help everyone else yep. on your team do everything in their power to make sure you, no one feels that way again. That's right. So yeah, yeah I think I think that's uh, the um, what I had uh, what I had done at the uh, at the uh, Napa seminar was I'd asked everybody in the room to take some time and to uh, give me some one, three, and five-year goals and to uh, be able to articulate them um, and to make, make sure they were realistic and to make sure they were specific. Like, once again, I don't want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds by X day. That's specific. A lot of times I hear people say things that are not specific and they don't even realize it. And so I'd correct them and say, more specific, more specific in terms of how much and when, because um, those two are, are pretty important. Um, and so I challenge everybody to do that, and I would challenge everybody here to write down um, um, an email. Email me. Email me your one, three, and five-year goals. That would be a challenge if anybody actually does that. Yeah. Um, Kevin at NolanPainting.com. Um, and email me, and I'll, uh, I'll correspond with you, maybe send you back some of mine as well. Um, also, I want to share a quote here. That um, and if anybody's ever seen um, the movie Free Solo, so Free, did you see Free Solo? I know, I know the story. I've not seen it yet, oh, but he climbs really, Yosemite. Uh, yeah, Yosemite. Uh, Alex Honnold uh, climbs Yosemite with uh, no ropes and alone. Uh, never been done before. Um, Three thousand feet. If he falls, it's over. Mm -hmm. There's there's no recovering from it. Right. Sheer cliff. Uh, never been done before. Nothing like it's ever been done. Um, and he spent eight years dreaming about it. And, um, and then he journaled and wrote things down and really prepared. In fact, he prepared so well that he literally had uh, written out every single movement, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, 
left hand, thumb in crevice, uh, all the way up the mountain. Uh, Anyway, so he talks about when he gets to the top and when he hits it. He says, for a moment, he feels absolutely perfect. And that is happiness, fulfillment, uh, total performance for a moment to feel perfect in the world. That's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, we, We probably don't get that very often, but if you thought about it, you plan so hard and you achieve it, for that quick moment is a, is a level of satisfaction that's pretty hard to beat. He talked about being a warrior um, in, uh, in pursuit of excellence and that you face fear and uh, you face it because it's your, it's your goal and that's the warrior spirit is just to face the fear and do it anyway. Um, and that's a great movie if you get a chance to see it. it it's all about one person's solo uh, goal and, and how they were patient and cautious and smart and then ultimately achieve what never been done before. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it true that actually a year before he did it, he was all set up, ready to go, climb it, and called it off at the yeah, last he'd second? Yeah, gotten, uh, he'd gotten about a, maybe a, an eighth of the way up the mountain. Uh-huh. The crews were wa- – they were video crews, and that mm-hmm. was a big issue was getting these crews ready and whether they were going to be a distraction. Yeah. Um, he decided he wasn't feeling it that day. Yeah. And then he had to, he had to wait a full year. You're, at, you're absolutely right. He had to wait a full year uh-huh. with that inside him burning still. Right. But he needed to be in control. Uh-huh. So uh, – and it, be- it becomes mind over matter. You know, he, 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 it was a mind game as much as anything. Absolutely. So outside of what falls in, what is encompassed by smart goals and uh, aside from the Alex Howell quote, are there any other aspects of goal, set, goal setting that you uh, want to touch on particularly? Yeah, I, th- I think I want to talk a little bit about the self-talk that, that's involved in it. Um, we talk about self-talk all the time, right, at, at uh, Null Consulting Group. We, we're always talking about what you're saying to yourself, not what you're hearing yourself say. So I think it's important to have affirmations. I was talking before about how Kevin always, no one always hits his goal. You know, that's an affirmation. That's something that I use to affirm that, that I'm on the right path. Um, so affirmations, positive thoughts, positive sayings, critical. Um, if you say something is a struggle, it's a struggle. If you say it's a challenge, it's a challenge. If you say it's hard, it is hard. If you say it's easy, it's easy. So it's amazing how just the things you say and the way you say it to yourself can affect this whole process. Um, and then to visualize yourself hitting a goal is, is really part of the fun as well. Um, a lot of times uh, just before that little quiet, just if you turn the light out and you lay in your bed, um, you can visualize some of these things uh, just before you fall asleep in that, that land be- between consciousness and unconsciousness. I like to, I like to visualize it. It lets me drift off and, and dream, so to speak, um, and then visualize what, uh, in this case, what I've probably already written down. But if I haven't, then it would be time to pull out the pad and write it down. Because we, like we talked about in the beginning, if you write things down, um, the likelihood of you uh, achieving them is, is dramatically increased. And uh, some of it's just because of the law of attraction. If you write it down, you become attracted to it. Um, and, you know, you might have heard of people uh, cutting things out and sticking them on the wall. Mm-hmm. I once had a, a coach who had us all make a, a visualization board. And he gave us a bunch of magazines, and we cut up the magazines and uh, put things down that, that had meaning to us. So, uh, you know, a sports car or a summer home um, or um, – 
you know, I, I cut out the, my, something that had my weight that I was hoping to stay, maintain that, things like that. Um, just all up on the board um, and then to stare at it and visualize it. And then there's the law of attraction. You are attracted to those things as, as you spend time dwelling, thinking, and uh, seeking to achieve them. So all these are just mind tricks that I think make, um, make goal-getting fun and rewarding, and uh, you can really get hooked on it. Yeah, um, we had uh, Brian in here, your brother, who was uh, talking about the unstuck mind uh, a few weeks ago, and one thing that he mentioned was the self-talk as well. Yeah. And he used the example of I follow up. Tell yourself I follow up. And if you tell yourself that you follow up, you don't you don't leave yourself a choice. Yeah, you absolutely. Say, you say I'm I'm a person who is diligent. I'm a person who closes everything out that I have to do before I leave yeah. the office. I'm yeah. a person that checks in on my employees every day. If you tell yourself that, you're and you tell yourself you're that kind of person, you don't have a choice but to follow absolutely. through. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's part of integrity, right? Everybody likes to live a life full of integrity, and if you're talking that language to yourself, you're likely going to live that live that type of life. Absolutely. Um, well, Kevin, it was great having you along board. Thank and, you. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you again very shortly. Yeah. And uh, thanks for your time. Thank you very much, everybody. All right, everyone, that's it for today's episode. We want to remind you that this episode was recorded at NCG headquarters in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, hosted by me, Carter Todd, and produced by me, Carter Todd. For more information about Nolan Consulting Group, the Summit Program, and what NCG can do to get you out of the hourglass, go to nolancg.com.